0: So it's 22, the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. And so here's the word through the word of the Lord from or through Brother Copeland. 2022, the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection in the spirit, soul, and body, in finances, church, and government. In 2022... It all belongs to you. In 2022, you will know what to do. So um, this is the word that he gave to Brother Copeland. And Pastor George preached a message on it. And it, went, it it's just so, I ate it up, yummy, yummy, yummy. And I've watched it so many times since. Um, but I want you all to watch it. And of course, have your pen, your Bible, everything ready. Capture what the Lord says to you, that Rhema word to you, because you know there are going to be some accountability questions afterwards. Um, I'll post them in the thread um, for next week. Um, but just so watch it intense, atten- intentionally. Watch it intentionally. All right. Amen. Okay. Amen. Father,
1: we pray over this word today. As we do prepare for 2022 to step over into this new year, we've received words concerning it. And Lord, I thank you for one in particular that we will talk about today. And I'm asking you, Father, for utterance, understanding, illustrations that I have not thought about, And Lord, I praise you and honor you that as a partner with a prophet, that I'm able to deliver it, deliver revelation on the level of a prophet. So I speak to this congregation. I speak to your hearts today to build your faith, to strengthen you. And even as you sit here and you listen to these words, strength is being infused into your very spirit, soul, and your body. In the name of Jesus we agree together in Jesus name and everyone said amen. Amen. amen go ahead and be seated if you would please open your bibles this morning to colossians the first chapter colossians the first chapter every year we look forward to the the prophets and what they're going to be saying what they're seeing what we're looking forward to in the coming year. And the Lord has been so faithful to us over the years that, that we've been notified uh, early on of what these words are and what the Lord is saying to us. And I, I call them prophetic marching orders. Marching orders given from heaven above. These prophetic marching, marching orders give us a look into what we need to be standing on Believing for, praying about. And if you look up the definition of a, a marching order, these are instructions from a superior officer for troops to depart in order to fulfill an assigned mission. So that's what those prophetic words are about. They're giving us an assigned mission for the year. And these prophetic words are given to us as a spiritual arsenal. They are weapons. They're weapons that we fight against the enemy. They're weapons that we take our stand where the enemy is concerned. Now here we are on the edge of 2022. There have been several words that have been given about it, but there's one, one, one of those words that I want to focus on today. We'll have time as we get into the new year to talk about the others, but the Lord really spoke to me about how to present this to you today and how we were to approach this particular word. 2022, the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection in the spirit, soul and body, in finances, churches, and government. Now that, that is a major word that Brother Copeland received on a Saturday morning when we were on a victory campaign. The Lord spoke to him these words, the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection in the spirit, soul, and body in finances, in churches, and in government. Amen. One thing that I've recognized as a pastor, and over the years I've done this, these prophets will deliver these words. And it is the responsibility of the pastor to take a word like this and then dissect it and minister it to his congregation. And a word that's so important like this, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and meditating on it, letting it just roll on the inside of me and asking the Lord about it, talking to him about it. And I'm ready today to present something to you concerning this word that is so important for us to remember. First of all, what I see in this word, it is a progressive word. And it starts with the word correction. Correction. Correction, direction, protection, perfection in the spirit, the soul, the body. Finances, churches, and government. So what I see here is that correction opens the door to direction. And direction opens the door to protection. And protection opens the door to perfection. Now, let me read to you very quickly this, this definition of perfection, but then we're gonna go back to correction. What is perfection? In the Greek, it means to complete, to accomplish, to finish, fulfill, and to bring to a close, bring to an end. Many of you, I'm sure, had Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve, and let's let's just take. Um, For instance, we had manicotti. Nice Italian, Oh, somebody liked that. Manicotti. And it took a time of preparation of the manicotti and it was really neat because at one point during the day yesterday, we had to go wrap presents. So Eileen, Aubrey's 11 year old, got to make the manicotti. Well done, well done. I'd go downstairs to check on things and there she would be stuffing the meat in the manicotti. And there were other things that were being cooked and other things that were being prepared. And after it was all prepared, it came to a conclusion. And it came into the place of perfection. This this is the international sign, by the way, for perfection. We can be using that with each other all year long. How's it going? Perfect. How's that situation? Perfect. It has come to an end. It's over, it's done, it's fulfilled. This is the year for perfection. It also means, though, to become a mature, full-grown adult. A mature, full-grown believer. Rick Renner and I have been texting each other. So I text him what I was doing. And I mentioned to him that we would be talking about this word from the Lord. And I mentioned the word perfection. And he takes me back and he gave me uh, another definition of the word perfection. And he said, it paints a picture of someone who is graduating to a new class or to a new level. Perfection. You've reached the end of that training time. And now it's time to graduate. It's now, it's time to go to the next level, to the next place. And if you will, that's the maturing process of the believer. That's what this ministry is called to do. That's what this church is called to do. Teach people who they are in Christ Jesus and bring them to the place where they become mature in their walk with God. That they're able to stand on the word of God themselves and believe God themselves. So looking at these words, perfection, the, the mature, fully developed, fully grown believer, graduating to a new class, full grown adult, there's a place where you, re, re, you reach that place of being an adult in Christ. And then you keep growing from there and you keep developing from there and you keep learning from there. We will learn for eternity. There's no stopping point to this. God himself is so vast that it will take eternity to learn every aspect of him. That's why when Jesse Duplantis went to heaven, went to the throne of God, and the angels would be going around the Father saying, holy, 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 holy. Why? Because they just heard something new that they hadn't heard before so when i talk about being mature there's a place in each and every one of our lives where we step over into that place where we are no longer a child but we are a mature adult and the older we get and the more we learn the more mature we become well it's the same thing spiritually the more we learn the more we become perfected in that walk with the lord So that's what perfection is about. So let me read to you starting in verse 21 of Colossians chapter one, and I'm gonna read down into this. I need to read down into it. Colossians 1, 21. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. In the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my faith for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make you known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among you Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom whom we preach. Warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Now, I read through that because I wanted you to get the context of verse 28. And now, let me read it to you from the Amplified Translation. Him we preach and proclaim, everyone instruct sorry. Him we preach and proclaim, warning and admonishing everyone and instructing everyone in all wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God that we may present every person mature, full grown, fully initiated, complete and perfect in Christ, the anointed one. So you see here, the apostle Paul is talking about him we preach. And within the context of Him we preach is the warnings, the admonishings, the instructing of the Word of God to prevent, present everybody mature in Him, in Christ. So here is what I'm presenting to you this morning. If perfection, which is the fourth word in the lineup, If perfection or spiritual maturity begins with the first word being correction, that must mean that correction must take place in our spirit, soul, body, finances, churches, and government. Now that's what I'm presenting to you as this theory about the word of the Lord. It begins with the word correction correction direction protection perfection it all works together and it begins with correction in the Greek one of the definitions for the word correction is to restore to a right state and be free from error. To restore something to its right state and to be free from error. One of the things that we must do in our Christian lives is make continual course corrections. Continual course corrections. For 10 years, I have been working out in the gym here on the property on a regular basis. I've been working out off and on for years, do it for a while then I'd stop, do it for a while and I'd stop. And uh, just because of the things of life and, and we had children that we're raising and we had busy schedules and lots lot was going on. And so you, you work out for a while and then all of a sudden something happens and you quit and you don't go back. And I just made a determination that I, I I want to be in good shape. I need to stay in good shape. My grandchildren still like me to pick them up. So I have to be in good shape because they're getting older and older and older. So I have a trainer that I've been working with. He works here in the security department. Some of you may have seen him here. But he's been training me for 10 years. And this is for two weeks John Hart shadowed my training with Vijay so that he knows how to train me when Vijay is on the road. So I don't stop whenever VJ has gone for a week or two. I keep working out, I keep training. But the point that I'm making to you is that all throughout the training, they talk to me. They make course corrections. They don't just say, okay, get on the bench, and do 10 reps and then they get on their phone and they look up something or they text somebody. No, these guys are paying extremely close attention to every move that I am making. And I know some of my pastors know what I'm talking about because they have been in the gym with John Hart. But I will not, I'll, I'll go through those workouts and there, there, is, there is something that he's saying to me on every rep that I do. Something that needs to be tweaked. Something that needs to be done differently. Why are they doing that? Because they want me to come to perfection. They want me to come to that place where I'm able to do it correctly and not hurt myself, first of all but get the most out of that exercise that I possibly can. They are constantly talking to me. And I have never said in the 10 years that I've been training steadily with VJ, I have never once said to him, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> never, I have never done that. I have never argued with him when he tells me to stand up straight. Or he tells me to make a different move on that. I have never, ever argued with him in the corrections that he's making. Continual course corrections being made. It is so important to our lives. It is so important. It's so important that that the correction will keep you in the right direction. And it'll keep you protected and bring you to the place of the fulfillment or the accomplishment of whatever it is that you are doing in your life. Correction. Say, I love correction. correction. Say it again. Say it again. I I I love correction. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get more enthusiastic about it here. <laughs> I was thinking about this as I was preparing the message. Course correction. And here is a news story headline. This is October 19th, or actually it was from November. The incident took place in October of 2016. News story headline. Mars lander, Mars <laughs> lander. Crashes into ground at 335 miles per hour after misjudging its altitude. What? <laughs> they sent the Mars rover up and it crashed into Mars at 335 miles per hour after misjudging its altitude. Here's the article. It thought it had landed on Mars when in fact it was still 2.3 miles above the surface. It thought that it landed when it was 2.3 miles above the surface. On October 19, 2016, a tiny lander that crashed, crashed on Mars. It flew into the red planet at 335 miles per hour instead of gently gliding to a stop after a computer misjudged its altitude. The lander was on a test run for a future rover meant to seek out evidence of life, but it fell silent seconds before its scheduled touchdown. While much of the mission went according to plan, the computer that measured the rotation of the lander hit a maximum reading, knocking other calculations off track. That led the navigation system to think the lander was much lower than it was, causing its parachute and braking thrusters to be deployed prematurely. The erroneous information generated an estimated altitude that was below ground level. So that's where it messed up. It needed a correction. The crash would never have occurred if the computer system made the necessary course corrections. If it kept it on course, it would have landed. But because the, commuter, the, com, the computer system malfunctioned and need to be corrected, but it was not, Then it guessed where the landing place would be, but it was two miles below the surface of Mars. All that to say, a course correction would have kept the lander going in the right direction, protecting it from crashing. And as a result, the landing craft would have reached the state of perfection. In other words, it would have come to its end by settling down on the planet. Here's the question. Are we open to course corrections in our lives? I got one, one, two, two, yes, three, four, five. Are you open to correction? Have you ever had somebody say that to you? Are you open to correction? How do you feel when that's said to you? Not always fun, not always enjoyable. You're kind of bracing yourself like, what have I done? Where did I mess up? Are you open to correction? And I, I had to, in this study that I was doing, I went before the Lord. And it really is something when you go before the Lord and you say, I am open to correction. Think about using your faith. We use our faith for many things. Some people are believing God for a house, others for a car, others to pay off a a debt free house. But what about using your faith to receive correction? Do you dare? So I went through some scriptures and I'll have you write these down. We won't turn to them because I just, I would like to go through them with you. But this first one in Proverbs 12.1, it says, and this is the NIV that I'm reading and I'm gonna read several translations to you. But Proverbs 12.1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. That's what it says. (laughs) Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Whoever loves discipline loves the word. But he who hates correction is stupid. The New Living Translation, to learn, you must love discipline. I have to love discipline when I go into the gym. Because they're correcting me all the time. But I'm thankful, I'm glad, because I'm doing it better and I'm getting better results as the result of the correction that comes to me. Or whatever correction there might be, whatever correction might come to my life. Some years ago, I was driving my car out to the office, an office vehicle out to this office. And I was going a little bit too fast on Boat Club Road. I was sailing along on Boat Club, and all of a sudden, there are the flashing lights behind me. You know the feeling. Your heart starts pounding a little bit. You may break out into a sweat. You look around to see if he's chasing somebody else. (laughs) No, he was chasing after me. So I pulled over, and he said, do you realize that you were speeding? I said, yes, sir, I did. So I gave him my license and information. He went back. I'm waiting, he comes back, he hands it back to me. He said, I don't think Brother Copeland would appreciate you getting a ticket. (laughs) I said, no, sir, he would not appreciate that at all. He said, well, just receive this verbal correction and don't do it again. And I walked away that day without a ticket. I love correction because it's going to bring you to that place of perfection. That's right. I love correction. Now, I'm gonna slip a scripture in here, Krista, that I didn't put on my outline. I saw it while I was listening to Pastor Dwayne and this just, this just came to me and it's over in Proverbs thir- 3, rather, Proverbs 3. And it says in verse 11 and 12, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Neither be weary of his correction. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. He corrects. And I I have to say this to the Lord. I'm open. I'm open. I mean, it's easy to sort of say that, but do you really mean it? Do you really mean that you would appreciate him correcting you, even if he uses somebody else to do it? Lord, I want to be teachable. Say that. I I am ready ready for correction. In Job 517, you can write that down. It says in the New Living Translation, consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. So we're talking here about the joy of correction. There is great joy in correction. I go to a chiropractor. I do that on a regular basis. Usually after I, after I work out the first part of the week not that i'm hurting not that something's gone wrong but i just i just stay adjusted but there have been times when i've gone to a chiropractor when i really did need a correction and what he will do is put things back into place the way they should be and i appreciate that i'm thankful for that and i walk away happy joyful so the same thing here (coughs) Consider the joy of those corrected by God. The Message Translation. So what a blessing when God steps in and corrects you. What a blessing it is when you're in the midst of something and He corrects you on it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that correction. Pride will get in the way of correction every time. You think you know it all? I mean, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking theoretically you think you know it all. well you don't neither do I and I need correction I need to be teachable but it's a good thing it's a happy is the man whom God corrects Hebrews 12 11. New Living Translation no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening it's painful But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Oh, what wonderful scriptures these are. The discipline part is not enjoyable. But afterward, there's a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. The message translation says, at the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. There's the maturity. Correction will lead you to the place of perfection. So in thinking about this, I thought, well, I need to answer the question, how exactly does God correct us? And I believe that my congregation is mature enough that you know that God does not use sickness. He does not use disease. He does not use accidents. He does not use those kinds of things to teach His people. He corrects us with His Word. Not His fist. But His Word. In 2 Timothy 3.16. Now, if you're... If you're refusing correction, it will, (laughs) you you can put together your own word from from this, but um, a lack of correction and you'll lose your direction and you'll get out from under that protection and you'll never reach perfection. So that's why I'm seeing that correction is so important. And again, that's what the pastor does. The pastor takes these words and will dissect them. What is the Lord saying to us? What is the Lord telling us? What's he saying to us about this word? We can run and shout and cheer, but there's something in here first that needs to be done and we have to make up our minds. I am open to correction from each other. I'm open up. I'm open to correction from my wife. My wife is open to correction from me. And you can get into all the different ways it can be presented, be presented, as opposed to saying something like, stupid, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> no, it would be better if you did something. Can I share with you something that may improve? But here's the scripture that tells us this in 2 Timothy 3, in verses 16 and 17. New King James Version. All scripture has been given by inspiration of God. The word of God has been given by inspiration of God and is profitable or useful for doctrine, for reproof. Reproof is correcting. For correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. There it is right there. We are corrected by the word of God. That's how he does it. That's how it happens. The message translation of this scripture says, every part of scripture is God breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks that God has for us. Say, I love correction. I love correction. And it's the word of God that corrects us. To be reading God's word or hearing somebody preach the word, how many times? Have you sat in a service and that a conviction will come upon you about something that the man or the woman of God is saying? You sit there and listen and go, "I, I need to make that correction. I need to correct myself in this. Not put yourself down. Not do that to yourself. But to really and truly, and it would be very good. It would be a very good practice. Like, for instance, you can practice this during the word first or the the victory first conference that we're having coming up. And make a decision before you get here. Whenever I hear Brother Copeland say something. First of all, I'm going to say to myself, everything he's saying is about me. That'll take away the, the thought of elbowing somebody next to you. That's for them. That's not for me. No, everything he's saying is for me. Let's just clear the deck and let's start fresh. Everything he's saying is for me. And the Lord might say to you, no, when well, he just said that, now that's, that's for you. That's not for you. You were able to correct that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. But everything he says is for me. And then if he steps on your toes... He says, thank you, sir. Thank you, I needed that. Not very enthusiastic about that, are you? <laughs> but to make the decision that, it, Lord, <clears throat> before you come through that door, when you're at home getting ready to come to the meeting, you say to the Lord, Lord, I'm open to correction. And whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say from him, I will receive it and I'll do something about it. I will correct that. It would be dumb for me in the gym to try to do an exercise that is going to hurt myself. Put 400 pounds on there and I'll press it. No, pastor, you're not ready for that yet. Your faith is not big enough to lift, to press that. No, I want to do it. I want to do it. I insist on doing it. Then off off to the chiropractor you go. (laughs) the trainers they watch the weight they'll watch the weight they can tell if it's too much because they're all about form all about how the posture is and they can tell if I'm struggling with something then we'll bring the weight down because we want to get the exercise right and not hurt ourselves but then there are other times when I'm doing something and they'll look at me and go, you want to go up and white? And I'll go, yeah, let's do it. You, you can tell. You can, so those are all course corrections that are being made for the better. <clears throat> and they're not, they don't slap me. Now, there are some trainers that do slap, don't slap me. <clears throat> um, but they do it with their words. And that's how the Lord does it with us. He shows us truth, he exposes our rebellion, he corrects our mistakes, he trains us to live God's way. And through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the task that God has for us. Say, I love correction. I love correction. 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 So the question is, do we dare ask him for that correction? Do we dare, do we dare ask him? And I did that yesterday as I was preparing for this, even last night, preparing for this. And the Lord presented me with, a, with the same thing. Do you dare, do you dare open yourself up for correction? Well, the answer is you better. I mean, if you want, if you want that perfection, if you wanna be on the right direction, you wanna be in that place of protection and reach perfection or, or get to the end of that journey that you're on, and develop yourself in that maturity, then you're going to have to submit yourself to the correction of the Lord. And you're gonna have to be the one that opens the door for him to come in, to do the same thing that I did with him. Lord, whatever you want to correct, I will receive that correction. I'm that serious about this word of the Lord. I will receive that correction. David, King David, did that. He did it. I'll read Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. In the Amplified Bible, it says, Search me thoroughly, O God. Know my heart. Try me and try my thoughts and see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. See, that's the result of this correction. He's daring to ask for the correction. And what he's looking for is that way everlasting, God's way. He wants God's way. Your purpose. The message translation says, investigate my life. Oh God, find out everything about me. Cross examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. Guide me. That's the direction. Correction brings direction to our lives. Cross examine me. Find out everything about me. And then this one from the, the Passion Translation. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. I mean, that's a great prayer right there. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain that I am walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Wow. I think we should pray that. Stand up. Let's do that. That was really good. Praise God. Correction opens the door to direction. Correction opens the door to, cor- to direction. Correction opens the door to direction. Phone GPS was invented for husbands. Because <laughs> I can remember years ago when we didn't have that. We'd be going somewhere and Pastor Terry would say to me, don't you think you should stop for directions? No, I know where I'm going. (laughs) I think we should go this way. Don't you think we should stop for directions? And before GPS came out, I finally got to the place where I would stop and ask for directions instead of pushing my way through. That's pride. Correction opens the door to the direction in our lives. Direction opens the door to protection. Protection opens the door to perfection. And what we should do is receive that, we receive that perfection in every area of our lives. As a result of correction, I expect to become a a mature, fully grown adult. And I went through this yesterday. It says, in the spirit, soul, body, finances, church, In government and I just started going through this father what needs to be corrected spiritually in me Lord what about my soul what about my thoughts my will my emotions what do you want to correct because when he corrects he makes it better my body what needs to be corrected in my body what needs to be adjusted what needs to be healed What needs the touch of the word of God in my body? In my finances, Lord, where's the holdup? What what needs to happen? Is there something that I'm missing? Have I quit tithing? Do I need to get back on that again? Well, that's obvious. In, In the church. Lord, what needs to happen in the church? What kind of correction needs to happen at Eagle Mountain International Church? And I'm sure Brother and Sister Copeland would agree with it. What kind of correction needs to take place right here at Kenneth Copeland Ministries? We are open to it. We're open to it because we want direction, protection, and perfection in our lives. Where the church is concerned... I mean, I was was just thinking about this. How many times in the book of Revelation... Did the Spirit of God address churches? To the church at Ephesus. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because you've lost your first love. How about the church at Thyatira? Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because you suffered that woman Jezebel. Each one of these churches To the church at Laodicea, I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I would that you are cold or hot, because then because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. And then he goes into the correction though. He goes, I'm so thankful. that he goes into the correction on this, this one to Pergamus. He goes and he says to them, Uh, Again, you've you've held to the doctrine of the the Nicolaitans, which things I hate. So he says in verse 16, repent. Repent. The repentance that we have is available to us. It says in verse John chapter 1 verse 9, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Correction. Correction. He says, To him that overcomes, will I give to eat of the hidden manna. So I'm seeing that where the church is concerned. And then the government. The government. That's a whole other church service. (laughs) But correction is coming to the government, it's coming. The day after the election, the Lord gave me a vision, spoke to me, and I saw Jesus roll up his sleeves. He said, watch me work. Watch me work. He is working in this nation. He is working in the church. He is working in our finances, our spirit, our soul, and our body. Put your hand over your heart right now and say this after me. Oh God, God. I invite your searching gaze into my heart heart. examine me me. through and through through. find out everything everything. that may be hidden within me me. put Put me to the the test test. sift through my anxious cares see if there is any path of of pain I am walking on Lead me, back Lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways. To your glorious, everlasting ways. Lead me back, Lead me back to, the to the path that brings me back to you. That me back to you. I, love I love correction. Correction is good for me. Is good for me. God, corrects me God corrects me by his word and I obey him. him. Lord, Lord, I ask for your correction and I receive receive direction, protection, 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 and perfection perfection. In in Jesus' name. Can we lift our hands now and just give the Lord thanksgiving, glory and honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you and glorify you For this today, we receive that correction. We see that that is such a vital part of our lives, is the continual correction. And we're not going to get upset over it. We're not going to fight it. We're not going to wrestle with you, Lord. But we are going to develop, just like we do the physical body, to do the right things. That develops the physical body. We're not going to fight that correction. Lord, when I get in the gym, I don't fight the correction of those who know more than I. Those who have seen it all. I was in the gym one time. This was years ago. Terry, come on up. Uh, This was years ago. And it was.
0: Hello, ladies. Are we still here? Praise the Lord. Were you blessed by that? Amen. One takeaway. One takeaway from that video. And let me let me say this. I know I ask for takeaways a lot and I was talking to Shalom the other day. And she asked, You're making me learn it with my head and not my heart when you make me talk about it. I get it. That can happen. I get it. Um, but also it can be it can push you to be intentional about what you receive. Um If you're like me, you take a lot. Oh, you can't see it. If you're me, if you're like me, you take a lot of notes and it's all good and praise God and pray about it. And God's going to. But then when I have to go back and say, okay, which one is resonating with me right now? And I look through the notes, it it pushes me a step further to choose out something intentionally that's ringing with me. So just one takeaway, unless you want to share more from this, from this teaching. I'd say correction is part of God's process to
2: bring us to perfection. Amen. Shalom. I was just thinking. One of the things is um, the the attitude of accepting correction. You said the magnitude. No, the attitude. The attitude. It's an attitude of accepting correction, and uh, Amen. because I realize that I have a lot of fear around being corrected, because of my experiences to how it happened. You know, when when I feel God correcting me, it's it's gentle. and it it i can really sense that gentleness because of the degree of fear i have about being corrected so it brings me back like oh okay no problem okay and Pastor George said, do we dare to ask the Lord for correction?
0: That's right. Dare to ask. Dare to ask. Um, I was so blessed by this because, number one, it's always a blessing for me to know that I'm in the room. You know, So when this word came forth, I was like, Lord, thank you, you were taking me in that direction, okay, Lord, so yes, I'm on the right page. I'm right, you know where you want me to be. um so there's that confirmation, and then also um, and I'm saying that because he's teaching me a lot about partnership, He's teaching me a lot about leadership, um, and just how all these things play together, and so. As I'm learning more about partnership, one thing I felt myself feeling very strongly while Pastor George was teaching, he says, you know what? For us here at Kenneth Copeland Ministries, it's very important. For us here at Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and I'm sure Brother Copeland would agree, for KCM, that kind of thing. Um, And in my spirit, I heard it, and I know it was me, but it was in my spirit. Whatever goes for my pastor's goes for me and my ministry. In other words, I am partaking of the grace that is on their lives. And I have a right to partake of the grace that is on their lives because I sow into their lives. I sow into their ministry. It's that seed that we're talking about when we sow a seed every week or wherever we sow, we're sowing into, well, another thing that we're sowing into is the anointing that is on our leader's lives or whoever you know you're you're sowing into you're sewing into the anointing that is on their life and so i'm, I'm understanding more what partnership is i'm understanding more that it, it is as my pastor says from pastor to pew whatever or from pulpit to pew whatever happens to me happens to you it's the, the grace the the anointing flowing down from aaron's beard onto the rest of the garments And so um, I felt that very strongly during this video, especially where this correction is concerned. All right. So whatever they say is in line for Kenneth Copeland Ministries, whatever they say is in line for Eagle Mountain International Church, whatever my pastors say is in line for them, it comes down to Catherine and then to God's love song ministries and whoever will partake of it um, from that point on. But it, it feels good to be connected. It feels good to be connected, um, and to be connected through correction. So that was my takeaway. That was my blessing. Um, besides everything that I got about correction itself, but especially that partnership piece, because even my, even God ministering to me about partnership, that is a form of correction to and for me, because it's something I never understood. It's something I have not. Uh, utilized appropriately is not something I have honored necessarily because I didn't know how and I didn't know to do it so even that realization of the partnership is a form of God's correction to me so I'm grateful for that
2: Um, one of the things that I was thinking about as I was listening is that like if I I I spilled a glass of milk It was as if I spilt the last glass of milk, not only in our household, but in the neighborhood. I mean, you know, that was the anxiety level over something, if you did it wrong or made a mistake. So the more I listened to this, the more I realized, you know, I just, I need to like totally reset. You know, it's just, um, how do I say? It's just, there wasn't correction. It was, like, if you did something wrong, you broke, like, a, a trust, and, like, it didn't feel like you were ever going to get it back. And, I just don't know how to explain that, but that's, I know that that's true. And it wasn't, and it was in its own way with each parent. No. So my, I am so far in the wrong direction, you know, that it's like, I'm not sure I'm in the same, um, atmosphere you know the same planet that's how how this comes across to me
0: oh well the good news is that since you feel like you're so far out there in the wrong direction any little step you take in the opposite direction brings you exponentially closer
2: but i even like with you at times or what others i don't understand you know how far off I am, and also there comes a point like well how many people am I going to let correct me that that becomes like everybody's telling me what to do something you know and it how do I trust which way which person that's that's hard for me. So I don't, I just, oh, I'm going to do it my way, (laughs) you know. So I just, all that kind of thinking was going on while I was listening to this. I mean, he's got one trainer that shows up. And then when that trainer isn't there, he's got one person that replaces that trainer. So his path is clear, you know, and I recognize that. I mean, I was, I, I recognized it. And it takes some of the angst out of it.
0: Well, I think this is a wonderful lesson for us all. Because we get to locate ourselves where correction is concerned. Um, and there are just so many ways. So many ways. So I'm going to just say these here tonight. Uh, questions that came up and um you all can jot them down or just you know say okay i'm going to think about it or whatever i will post it to um the thread for tonight's for tonight's meeting but i'm just going to say it so you know you can have it going on in here he says if perfection meaning spiritual maturity Well, going through this line, you know, uh, correction brings direction, brings protection, brings perfection. If perfection starts with the first word, correction, then that means that correction must take place. In the context of discipleship way, we say that we are teaching you how to be more responsible for your own spiritual growth. That's headed towards perfection, right? So in that context, if you are responsible for your own spiritual growth, and correction is a part of that spiritual growth, will you receive correction? Pastor George put it this way. Are you open to correction? Question number two. What does receiving correction look like for you? Keeping your mouth shut, not trying to justify yourself, admitting your mistake, changing your behavior. What does receiving correction look like for you? Question number three. Uh, Pastor George says, we do a lot of things by faith. We believe for this or that. But he says, we can also use our faith to receive correction. So the question is, how will you use your faith to receive correction?" And then um, this question number four, I just got it from when Shalom was speaking. He says, "All these people are telling me what to do. you know. How does correction show up for you? How do you recognize correction? Pastor George gave the example of his trainer. He gave the example of the police officer and gave the example of his wife. It can show up in so many different ways. And it can be from places you don't even intend. You can be watching a TV show and God will quicken something to you. So just some things to think about. And again, I will post them in this week's thread. And I'll let you all know when it's up, and then we'll be ready to discuss them next week. Amen? Amen. 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 All
2: right.